Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, search parties work. A Turkish man, 50 years of age, Behan Mutlu, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, M-U-T-L-U, lives in the northwestern Bursa province, which is beautiful this time of year, I hear. Uh, He was out with his friends, and they got drunk, and then he wandered off into the forest, and his friends started freaking out, didn't know where he was. They started to grab a bunch of volunteers and said, we got to look for Behan, and so the volunteers, you know, had a search party, and off into the forest, the search party goes. Now, in that time, when they started searching for Behan, Behan joined the search party. Now, he didn't know who they were searching for. He just saw a bunch of people wandering in the forest and figured he'd join them. Well, then some people in the search party started hollering for Behan, saying, Behan, Behan. And he was confused, like, hey, um, who are you looking for? And one of the volunteers said, well, we're like looking for Behan. And he said, I'm here. That's me. <laughs> and the police said oh hey well we found you and we gave them uh they gave them a ride home so search parties do work uh incredible just uh incredible and good good very happy to hear that they absolutely work welcome welcome to chewing the fat All right, we're kind of traveling around the world right now on Chewing the Fat. We started off in Turkey. Let's go to the United Kingdom. The University of Kent has instructed every student to complete a four-hour mandatory module covering topics such as white privilege, microaggressions, and pronouns. That is so good. The course, titled Expect Respect... Oh, includes a white privilege quiz where participants are asked to pick which of 13 options are societal benefits allegedly enjoyed by white people, well, in the UK. I mean, <laughs> we're not talking about the world now. We're just talking about the UK. <laughs> if a student ticks all 13, you get a gold star. Who's a good little student? You are. If not, A button appears. You probably need to retry. Go ahead and answer those questions again. So one white privilege example listed is I can swear or dress in secondhand clothes without having people attribute these choices to the bad morals, the poverty, or the illiteracy of my race. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Uh, Other examples include I can go shopping without being followed or harassed 
being sure of having neutral or pleasant neighbors, and I can do well in a challenging situation without being called a credit to my race. Wow. So you've got to take the white privilege test. It The test wants to know how much white privilege do you have? It was adapted from a 1988 essay by Peggy McIntosh, an American academic and activist who described invisible advantages white people benefit from and popularized the concept of white privilege. For each statement, participants are asked to give a score between zero, if the statement is often true, to five, if it's false. The higher the score, the higher the level of white privilege. Okay, so I guess there's 30 statements and there's a few statements listed in this story that are within those 30 statements. When I walk into any British supermarket, I will rarely find plenty of food products that meet my family's traditions. It's hard to find the right hair products that work for my hair. It's hard to find makeup tights, and or plasters that match my skin tone. If you're asking yourself, hey, what are plasters? Those are uh, band-aids. In uh, the history I have studied, my ancestors are not given much attention or credit. The festivals and holidays my family celebrate are not usually celebrated in schools. If my day or my week is going badly, I can't help but wonder if the negative episodes or situations had racial overtones. I know how I answered those questions, and I can pretty much guarantee that I would not get a gold star. How about you? Five other questions from the white privilege test. If I wish to, I can arrange to be in the company of people of my race most of the time. I can go into a shop and easily find the food, music, or clothes which represent my race or fit with my cultural traditions. I can be sure that my children will be taught a curriculum which testifies to the existence of their race. I can be pretty sure that if I ask to talk to the person in charge, I will be facing a person of my race. I can easily buy books, children's toys, posters, greeting cards, or magazines featuring people of my race. What's good about America is that we're not supposed to really care about this. I know this is, you know, a UK test, but this is also a test that we're facing here in America now as well and have been for a while. I really find that these things are um, agonizing and I would not get the gold star. I would get the retry button every time. Because it doesn't matter uh, in America, or it's not supposed to, if I uh, ask to speak to the person in charge, I want to talk to the person in charge. I don't give a flying crap what race they are, what accent they have. It doesn't matter to me. I just, it, we're, we're, we're not supposed to be that way, and that's what makes America great, or at least that's what did make America great. One of the things, though, that we have talked about here in this country 
and I have talked about a whole lot is uh, fat shaming. And I've been, uh, you know, I've been a victim of fat shaming for uh, many years of my life, in particular at theme parks. Uh, I just, we just talked not long ago about fat shaming on roller coaster rides and other rides that I've been to. Then you get the fat shaming walk when you can't fit. Okay. And this story, as long as we're traveling around the globe, is from Australia. Uh, Adventure World in uh, in Australia is now facing fat shaming allegations. Now they've implemented uh, new rules that uh, you have to be weighed or <laughs> you're barred from a water slide. And this one 13 year old girl was weighed and was like, ah, no. You, you're too fat. You can't come on the ride. And so she had to do the walk of shame down the stairs and everybody knew, oh yeah, uh, you're too fat. You couldn't be on the, (laughs) couldn't go on the ride. So apparently they've got a scale that flashes, uh, with a non-discreet green or red light, letting patrons know whether they meet adventure world standards. Now, apparently they have placed those set of scales outside of the rides so patrons if they're unsure if they meet the weight limit are asked to step on the scales and avoid that disappointment up at the top (laughs) i mean those are like the the roller coaster seats you know you're not fitting in them they set them out there like uh, these are the size of our seats and you know you know it's not happening And so you either take a shot, like I said before, and I've had the shame before where they try to squeeze you in and they just can't do it. So you got to leave and you have the walk of shame past everyone because, okay, hold up, hold up. Fat guy can't fit. So you're holding up the ride. It's a tad embarrassing. So, and this is what happened, especially to a 13 year old girl at a ride, uh, a water park ride that can't go down the slide. Because that's uh, the weight limit. And this was a this was a roller coaster that has a, a, a weight limit that spans across the eight people right on the ride, and it the patrons have to be. Uh, it talks about seventy five kilograms. It has a weight limit of six hundred kilograms, and so they have to meet that weight limit. And that's the company's. Uh, you know, that's their rules. And they say with the way this girl is, was embarrassed is that she came up and the weight machine flickered green and then red and then green again. So the person, the operator walks back to the electrical box and looks inside. I guess that's where it actually tells you the actual weight and says, ah, no, yeah, you're too fat. (laughs) You can't go down. That's not going to happen. And so she had to do the walk of shame. And so when they talked to adventure world, they uh, said, uh, "What was embarrassing for my student? We'd like to have that stopped. And if you can't, we want to we want a refund on our season pass, which they gave. They ad- admittedly said, sorry, here's your refund. They didn't fight them. They said, hey, 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 the safety at the amusement park is our top priority. And uh, we're not going to go ahead and make any changes to the weight limits. Uh, we're sorry that your kid's too fat. But uh, that's not the quote. Uh, It's just me reading between the lines. Uh, We're sorry that your kid's too fat, but we're not changing anything. We, uh, the weight safety requirements for these rides and attractions have been implemented and therefore the safety of all riders and uh, patrons. So have a nice day. Take care. Too bad your kid's too fat. 
Uh, this is happening around the world. Fat shaming everywhere. And at the same time, we're told that fat is where it's at. You're healthy. Don't fat shame me. I mean, what's her face? The overweight model. I'm sorry, the plus sized model. Tess Holiday just posted a bunch of pictures of her at uh, Disney World, which uh, congratulations, by the way, uh, Disney World turning 50 tomorrow. And I've got uh, exciting news uh, around the 50 year anniversary of Disney World. But she was there with, uh, and she shared some snaps on her Instagram stories that said she was having a sweaty day. Yeah, no kidding. And she's posted that, uh, you know, I'm anorexic and in recovery. I'm not ashamed to say it out loud anymore. I'm the result of a culture that celebrates thinness and equates that to worth. But I get to write my own narrative now. I'm finally able to care for a body that I've punished my entire life, and I'm finally free. You're free, but you can't ride on those rides. And to everyone that keeps saying you're looking healthy lately or you're losing weight, keep it up. Stop. Don't comment on my weight or perceived health. Keep it to yourself. Thanks. And that's Tess Holiday. That's the times we're in. We're celebrating fatness. I'm sorry, plus size. And yet she's not riding on those rides. They're going to tell Tess the same thing at Adventure World. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're too fat. Good luck. Tess is going to go down fighting. I'll tell you that. As well, we all should. Stop fat shaming. (laughs) Hashtag stop fat shaming. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. Oh, man, so good. Did you see where nobody won the Powerball again? So Saturday's drawing, October 2nd. Wow, tomorrow is October 1st. If you're listening live, today is the 30th of September 2021. So that makes tomorrow 10-1-21. Anyway, uh, nobody won the Powerball. So Saturday's drawing right now is $620 million. I'm sure it'll be... Uh, you know, more than that by Saturday night. But uh, right now, if you won, you could get the cash value of $446 million. That's not too bad. Uh, That would change someone's life. I mean, that's generational changing. Unlike the Mega Millions drawing, (laughs) which is tomorrow, (laughs) whatever, for $34 million, (laughs) spit on $34 million. That, I mean, I, that's the cash value of only $23.7 million. <laughs> Wow. I mean, how many lives are you changing with $34 million bucks? Not as many as $446, I'll tell you. <laughs> Either one, though, I'm going to go ahead and cash the ticket. And I saw, that's why this headline is a little misleading. Uh, the headline is, Drowning Victim Found with Winning Lottery Ticket in His Wallet. He was super excited. Well, yeah, duh. But it really wasn't a lottery ticket, uh, so to speak. I mean, it was not like we like the Powerball or the Mega Millions. So this guy is playing uh, Club Kino, which is a game uh, called the Jack. 
at uh, the Blue Water Inn in Caseville, Michigan. And I don't know if you've ever been to Caseville, Michigan. Beautiful. It's in the thumb. Uh, if you hold it, if you if you look at my hand right now, you can see that it's up here in the thumb. It's right there. I guess that's still Saginaw Bay, uh, but it's you know Lake Huron. It's up in the thumb. I mean, holy cow, the thumb of Michigan. I mean, I, I was sad that I know all this. We used to go to Caseville in the summertime and whatever. And uh, when I was a kid, but he's playing this game, and someone at the place won the the jack. It's called, and that was worth forty five thousand dollars. Uh, that ain't $34 million, my friends. But if you're in Caseville, Michigan, and you win a jackpot on 45000 and trust me, I, I'm cashing the ticket for forty five grand. but I'm not going to be, you know, it's going to be disappointing. Say if I play the Powerball and I were to win 45000 in the Powerball, yes, I'm going to go ahead and cash the ticket in. No, I'm not going to be very happy. I'll be happy, just not very happy because that's not the millions of dollars anyway he won uh the ticket and then he was excited and then uh, come to find out then later he was found to have drowned so sad and they found the ticket in his pocket and so very sad and now the family i'm told uh has the ticket and you know the i guess i mean you don't keep that <laughs> you know they all well, that was that was uh that was Uncle Gregory's ticket. We've got that framed now. No, you're gonna go ahead and cash it. He wants you to he wants you to cash it. So apparently he couldn't cash it though at the time because he didn't have a social security card. That's what he said. So he had applied for a new one and he had the ticket or the check or whatever he was supposed to cash in his pocket. And so uh he was waiting for that to come in and now uh, he, he drowned very sad and they found the ticket in his pocket and the family has it and yeah, he died. In, oh, <laughs> I see where I hadn't read where he was, where he drowned and uh, he actually drowned in Saginaw Bay. Apparently the family has a private beach. That's where we went for the summer for the Caseville beaches. And, uh, anyway, so he apparently slipped and fell and drowned no foul play was expected and the family you know has the wallet and the ticket and it's very sad but my point about it being misleading is that it's not really uh, he didn't he didn't have the 440 million dollar winning ticket in his wallet but you know 45 grand okay so the big news yesterday was that britney spears father has been suspended as the conservator of his daughter's estate. And the judge formally to a, needs to appoint a temporary successor, which Judge Penny did in Los Angeles, swapping Jamie for this John Zabel. So she still has a conservator. And she still has the same person who takes care of her, her handler. This Jody Montgomery, the care manager, is her personal conservator, which she assumed in September of 2019 uh, after Jamie had stepped down. So she's still part of it. She hasn't, she's not completely independent. And this Rosengard, her attorney, is now looking for another family attorney to draw up a prenuptial agreement because she, you know, uh, Brittany got. Uh, 
engaged so she still has her conservatorship i i so weird i i, I let this woman hashtag free britney what the hell is going on i just you know hashtag free britney that's all i'm saying so did you see where katie couric has got a new book coming out her new tell all memoir it's called going there so i guess she has uh done nothing but uh scorched earth in her tell all going there memoir she talked about how uh you know she talked to martha stewart prince harry deborah norville and larry king she blasts uh martha stewart for um saying she required some healthy humbling prison will do that <laughs> so the report or her book her memoir uh comes out next month she ripped deborah norville who Corrick replaced remember on the today show in 1991 for alienating viewers with her relentless perfection <laughs> and then she talked about meeting prince harry at a polo match in brazil and this is when harry was out partying and you know being harry way before megan and uh, she said the stench of cigarettes and alcohol seemed to ooze from every pore <laughs> and she talked about how larry king tried to get a little katie couric business uh, she talks about uh, at uh, she went apparently she uh, went out to dinner with uh, Larry at some uh, an Italian dinner place and then the pair who uh, he was twenty four years older than Katie so uh, the pair went back to King's apartment so she goes back to King's apartment so weird to believe that the horror of Larry King they go out to dinner and she goes back to his apartment he's Larry King I mean you gotta know right. Larry's going to try to at least get a little business. And so he lunges at her, according to her. And, uh, you know, his tongue and hands while I sat on the sofa. When I was like, really? Like, no, I pushed him away. And uh, he, she said that he was just dejected. Well, yeah. And he said his line. <laughs> he said uh, Larry's line was, when I like, I really like. I, I, I gotta say, I'm in love with the Larry King line. What I like, I really like. But he did take no for an answer. So, I mean, good for him. I'm sorry, that doesn't make Larry look like a bad guy. Sorry. Plus, we're supposed to believe Katie Couric is this great, nice person. And she really isn't. Uh, we've That's come to fruition over the years that she's really not that Katie Couric that we all came to love on the Today Show. And I love the Deborah Norville comment of with her relentless perfection. That's one of the things that you went for too. I mean, you're on television. That's what happens to you, to you people on TV. You have all relentless perfection. I mean, it's a struggle. Some of us struggle more than others. But in the words of Larry King, when I like... I really like. Hey, it's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, The Bachelor, not really doing that well numbers-wise these days since uh, Chris Harrison uh, got the boot. But they have a new host. Jesse Palmer is going to be stepping in as the new host of The Bachelor. You know Jesse. He's a broadcaster, former NFL quarterback, starred. He starred in The Bachelor, in fact, in season five. That aired way back in 2004. Wow. And uh, Palmer has a longstanding relationship with Walt Disney Company. He's, you know, commentator on ESPN, special contributor to Good Morning America. Uh, he's currently hosting ABC's summer series, The Ultimate Surfer. And who hasn't watched that? And he previously hosted the network's reality series, The Proposal, in 2018, which was recreated by The Bachelor Guy. And he also hosted ABC's Disney Parks holiday specials and ABC's presentation of the NFL Draft. So congratulations to The Bachelor. It's been around for another show that's been around forever. And he uh, has signed on this. He's going to begin hosting The Bachelor for season 26, which will air in the year of 2022. So congratulations to Jesse Palmer. Another big star, John Leguizamo. Uh, complained about Super Mario Brothers. And then uh, people were like, hey, John, why don't you shut up? So longtime actor and uh, comedian kind of guy, John Leguizamo, who I love and I love a lot of his work. I really do, which is makes it's agonizing that he's such a douche. But uh, he identifies as Latinx uh, on his Twitter bio. bio and uh, he starred in the original Super Mario Brothers, Luigi. Right? He's got a long list of stuff that he's voiced and acted in. And he complained about the new Super Mario Brothers being all white. Oh, in that special... Yeah, he said uh, no Latinx actors are in lead roles. He's so glad Super Mario Brothers is getting a reboot. Obviously, it's iconic enough, but too bad they weren't. They they went all white, no Latinx in the leads. Groundbreaking colorblind casting and original. Plus, I'm the only one who knows how to make this movie work script wise. So he's pissed that he's not in the movie is actually the problem. So the reboot is supposed to hit uh, at the end of 2022. And uh, Chris Pratt is supposed to play Mario. Charlie Day is going to play Luigi. Anna Taylor-Joy will play Princess Peach. And Jack Black will play Bowser. And Keegan-Michael Key, who is hilarious, uh, will play Toad. Seth Rogen is going to play Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen will play Cranky Kong. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson will play comic and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco will play Spike. So, I mean, it's going to be, a, it should be good. It should be good because the original one was, wasn't really that good. Uh, just saying, uh, John, uh, I know you thought you were great, but uh, it really wasn't that good. So apparently uh, it came to fruition that really uh, Legazamo's uh, isn't really true. His criticism is not accurate. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, 
obviously they have African-Americans uh, in the uh, in the cast. And I guess Taylor Joy spent an early part of her life in Argentina, so she identifies as white Latina. And who are you to disagree with how someone identifies? You can't. And some of the other uh, comments to him was, uh, Mario and Luigi are Italian, so why are you crying about it? <laughs> are you afraid that people will forget that mess of a movie you were part of? Please stop it. Another commenter replied that, hey, uh, thank you for saying that. As an Italian Sicilian, we are not white, but brain-dead common people think we are. Mario and Luigi are not Latin, and shame on him for using the word Latinx. I'm also not offended that two white guys divorce them as long as they can pull off the accent. <laughs> uh, look, everyone, someone, look, uh, this was one of my favorites. Look, everyone, someone needs attention. Why does it have to be about race, especially since all they're doing is voice acting? You don't even know the auditioning pool they had to pick from. I would guess they picked the best suited. Uh, yeah, I would guess that's to be true. And uh, it wasn't you, John. So what a shame, huh? Sorry. Uh, I see where Netflix getting into gaming. By the way, they have acquired its first game studio. They acquired the Oxen Free Night School Studio. The purchase price wasn't disclosed. I'm sure it was uh, probably pretty penny. Uh, the, the game-based studio is 21 people and a history of pushing the boundaries of storytelling in games. It published Oxen Free in 2016 and has been working with uh, Oxen Free 2 Lost Signals for the Switch. So uh, Netflix getting into gaming. Remember we talked about Netflix getting into gaming not long ago, or at least that they had hinted that they wanted to get into gaming, and apparently that's when they were in talks with uh, these dingleberries. They also released some of the numbers that they don't normally do for their top series and top shows so their top series or the most popular series was bridgerton season one 82 million accounts lupin part one 76 million accounts the witcher season one 76 million sex life season one 67 million they say tiger king we talked about that the other day because tiger king 2 is coming out had 64 million queen's gambit had 62 million Wow, that's, I thought was better than that, I thought. And then when you get to the films, Extraction was $99 million, which really wasn't that good. Uh, Bird Box, $89 million. I mean, that was good. Spencer Confidential was okay, $85 million. Wow. Uh, Six Underground, Murder Mystery, had, were in the $80 millions. The Old Guard, I really enjoyed that. That was a fun, that was a fun movie. $78 million, and could turn, be turned into a series. I hope that they're doing that. Um, Army of the Dead, 75 million accounts. That was, I, I enjoyed that too, as well. It was fun. There was a lot of things wrong with that, but it was still fun to watch. Their most popular series and films, as far as viewing hours, Bridgerton still number one. Wow. 625 million. I actually watched, I haven't watched all of Bridgerton, but I've watched some of Bridgerton and it's okay. It's all right. Oh, okay. Uh, Money Heist Part 4 was 619 million viewing hours. Wow, Money Heist Part 4. It really it wasn't that good. It was okay, I guess. It wasn't that good. Stranger Things 2 had 427 million. Stranger Things 3 had 582 million. And then when you get to the films, 
Bird Box had the most viewing hours, 282 million. Extraction with 231 million. The Irishman, yeah, had 215 million. Uh, the Kissing Booth 2 <laughs> had 209 million. Yeah, I was forced to watch The Kissing Booth World. Uh, Spencer Confidential, 197 million. Army of the Dead had 187, and the Old Guard had 186 million viewing hours. So it's pretty incredible that they're releasing some of those numbers now. And they just want people to know what's happening on Netflix. They're trying to keep uh, people subscribed and looking to uh, spread the wings of those Netflix subscriberships. I mean, that last look, I think they had like 209 million worldwide. Maybe, you know, probably more now. Amazon Prime had 175 million. Uh, Tencent had 123 million. Disney Plus has 116 million. HBO Max isn't at 100 million yet. They're at 67.5 million. I think those numbers, actually, as I'm saying those numbers, as I'm looking at the story, those sound low to what the last, what I thought the last report was. But they still need more, right? They, they also, Netflix talked about how the numbers were stagnant, if not lowering in the United States, but growing globally outside of the U.S. So we'll see. We'll see if Netflix can uh, continue. And some of the other streaming services have been creating great content. The only problem is, for me, there's not enough. You know, so like Apple, I mean, I want to, I want to watch a lot of the stuff on the Apple Plus. I don't have Apple. I'm not going, I don't, I'm not going to subscribe to it. Um, I'm going to have to find a way to watch it without actually being a subscriber to it so that I can catch some of the shows that I want to watch on it. But, you know, there's plenty of stuff that has great content, but not enough for me to subscribe to it. I mean, I only have, I don't have your money. Okay. If I had your money, I'd subscribe to them all. So if there's something comes up, I may, I was thinking about doing this and this is something that crossed my mind and I haven't done it yet and I'm not going to do it yet. But if there is a good show on one of these streaming services that I don't have, I may ask you, the listener of Chewing the Fat, if you have a subscription to that particular service to just share your password for a week to me and I'll watch and I'll review and then you can change the password and go away. You don't have to, and then we're done. We'll just, you know, I'll just use it for that week, but I'm not doing that yet. Don't, don't send me your, <laughs> don't send me your passwords yet. But when I do, you know, there's something to think about that you would just, you know, send it to me that I would, use it for a week and then I, you know, you would take change the password. So I couldn't use it or share it. And I wouldn't anyway, I wouldn't do that. That's not something, you know, while I'm a bad person, I wouldn't do that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
So we know that the uh, pandemic has hurt the U.S. airline industry. I mean, sure, they've taken bailout money and sure, they've bowed down to the government and made sure that all their employees have to be uh, vaccinated under a mandate. But that's another story. We now know that uh, we have a new airline uh, showing up on the map. It's called AHA Airlines. It's not a... (laughs) It sounds like it's a joke, but it's not. Apparently, there's two other new airlines that have started flying this year as well. There's Avilo Airlines and Breeze Airways that has been flying. But this new one, AHA, is uh, going to start uh, with flights to and from Reno Tahoe International Airport in late October. AHA stands for Air Hotel and Adventure. Now, it's a reincarnation of ExpressJet that uh, was used, uh, you know, flew as United Express, flying passengers on short hops. I actually have taken a United Express. They're small. It's 50 seaters. It's uh, It's not that comfortable, but it's a good, you know quick little jaunt if you've got to go to smaller cities so the ceo said that uh we weighed our options and we thought the pandemic presented opportunities yes namely nonstop service for smaller cities to vacation hotspots in the united states since international travel is largely off limits and reno has strong local traffic casinos growing business base and so they figured, hey, plus it's got the new uh, Tesla Gigafactory there. Aha. And for vacationers, it's the getaway to Lake Tahoe. So right now, they're going to start uh, in October between uh, Washington, Pasco, Tri-Cities, Washington, Bakersfield, Medford, Ashland, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon, Eugene, Springfield, Oregon, Ontario, California, Redmond, Bend, Oregon, Eureka, Arcata, California, Fresno, and Yosemite. And so Yosemite, 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 California. So just look on the West Coast and they're looking to expand to the East Coast soon for these short hops. We'll see if the other airlines, those bastards, American Airlines, will let you do that. So uh, let's see. AHA is charging $30 for the first checked bag, the going rate at major airlines, but $50 for a second bag, which is $10 more than major airlines. So, wow. That's okay. So AHA charges for a regular size carry-on bag. The fee is uh, 30 bucks. So it's not going to be as cheap as they say. Yeah, uh, they're going to charge you for a carry-on? Uh, yeah, we've got a real good deal. It's a short hop, but it'll cost you a million dollars if you want to bring luggage for a few days. But anyway, aha! And I don't know that they what would happen if you open an emergency door on the runway for an aha airplane but we know that a man at miami international flying in from cali columbia was uh as the as the airplane taxied up to the <laughs> taxied up to the door uh he just opened the emergency door and walked out on the wing oh okay uh is that could you do that yeah no uh apparently the customer was immediately detained by law enforcement and uh, we thank our team and law enforcement for their professionalism and quick action said american airlines u.s customs and border protection took the man into custody without incident and the incident did not cause any delays for other passengers which is amazing 
Because usually then the plane has to sit out there forever and they've got to talk to everybody. Did you notice anything? Did you find anything strange about this man? Yeah, uh, we noticed that as we were taxiing up the runway to the gate, he kicked open the emergency door and walked out on the wing. That's it, though. Can I go now? So if there were no delays, that's great. But there was no other information other than that. That stuff never happens on any... I haven't flown in a long time now. But uh, I wish that that... No, I don't. I don't wish it to happen. That's just a joke. And I I don't wish that to happen at all. Well, so what's happening in the uh, Vax world, you ask? I What, you didn't ask? I'm really tired of the uh, vaccine mandates and the anti-vaccine people and the mask and the anti-mask. We've got to get back to just... If you want to wear the mask, wear the mask. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. And we've got to get this back and running. I mean, I see where Japan is now lifting its COVID-19 state of emergency. Yeah, uh, there. the headline was, uh, to juice the economy. Uh, yeah? <laughs> uh, hello? Yeah, that needs to happen. And I, and I, and I did love, uh, just another vaccine headline that I loved, where was the uh, CDC strongly urging pregnant people to get the covid vaccine i mean i have a kind of a problem with that to begin with but i loved the response from emily zanotti who is a managing editor at daily wire uh she responded to the cdc strongly urging pregnant people to get covid vaccine here's a deal i'll start following your guidance when you start following science and stop erasing women. That sounds like a pretty fair deal. I don't know that the CDC is going to take her up on it, but it does sound like a pretty good deal. We also have uh, huge issues at the border. And uh, not only do we have an issue with people coming into the border. I mean, we know now, according to Mayorkas, who, you know, Mr. Homeland Security, uh, he said in a speech that he didn't expect uh, this problem uh, to be in late September where we're at. It just, he wasn't ready for this, uh, you know, with the Delta variant and all the people crossing the border. 20% of the population crossing the border are sick with the highly contagious Delta variant. But we're just, you know, letting them in anyway. And they're letting in, you know, 7,000 to 7,500 a day. And now we hear that the border patrol who is under fire now, wrongly so, but under fire uh, are now being told, um, you're going to have to be vaccinated by November or uh, you're going to have to lose your job. Yeah. You, if you can't be vaccinated, then you're out. Have a nice day. Wait, what? Yeah. You're going to have to face termination. So we're just going to fire everybody that doesn't have the vaccination. It is amazing that we are going to fire these people that do not get vaccinated. So we are just dividing this country more and more every single day. And you want to talk about more division? I mean, we're talking about uh, judges now asking if the January 6th rioters if their plea deals are too lenient. Well, that comes at bad time for uh, Kelly Keller, the three-time U.S. Olympian uh, swimmer who pled guilty to a felony charge 
related to his role in storming the Capitol on January 6th with intention of stopping the certification of the Electoral College vote. So he uh, pled guilty to one felony count of obstructing an official proceeding before Congress. And he also, which this just, you, if you're going to, I, I'm going to tell you this only a lot of times I don't like to tell you graphic details about what people did during crimes, but this particular person, um, yelled expletives about Nancy Pelosi and, uh, Chuck Schumer, and he took photographs and a video <laughs> And when a law enforcement or officer tried to remove him, he jerked his elbow. That bastard. <laughs> that bastard. Now, come to find out, he destroyed the phone and the memory card uh, that he had with him. And he threw away the jacket he was wearing because that made him recognizable. Now, no date for the sentencing has been set for our Olympic criminal. But uh, charges for this, this is unbelievable, charges for this, up to 20 years in prison. Now, the first Capitol rider who pled guilty to the same charge was sentenced to eight months, which is still an amazing amount of time for what happened. But at a time when the judges are asking if the plea deals are too lenient, now this person just pled guilty and the sentencing comes up uh, and it could be 20 years. I mean, uh, he jerked his elbow. Wow. Is that resisting arrest? Just incredible. And, you know, I, I got it. I'm sick of having to, you know, throw out the disclaimer that they shouldn't have been there. It shouldn't have happened. It was terrible. They shouldn't have broken in. I got it. I got it. And, you know, by the way, the judges that are debating and asking whether the no prison plea deals offered to low-level January 6th defendants are too lenient to deter potential future attackers, are they some of the 131 federal judges in the U.S. that violated the law by overseeing cases involving companies they or their families had invested in? I wonder if they're one of those judges. I just want, is this a question? I'm just asking. I don't know. I don't know. So it sounds to me that perhaps we've been too lenient on the federal judges. But again, that's just me. Oh, and don't forget, I don't want to leave today without uh, reminding you that it is Fat Bear Week and you can vote on which bears uh, make it through the bracket. Uh, You can follow me on my Facebook page, Jeff Fisher Radio. I post each day. Uh, the voting brackets for Fat Bear Week. We are today at uh, the 30th of September, if you're listening live. You have uh, 8, 12, and 131, and then uh, 402 and 480 Otis up against each other. Uh, We've had a couple of winners uh, started uh, yesterday. Uh, Grazer won over 435 Holler, and uh, 151 Walker won those brackets. So the brackets are posted on my Facebook page, Jeff Fisher radio. And those are the brackets. When you look at the pictures to vote, you can really see the differences of these bears. It really is an amazing, uh, transformation from the beginning of the summer 
to you know eating all the salmon getting ready for hibernation it's pretty incredible the difference in size of these bears but uh, it's fun and it's something to think about rather than thinking about you know who's the criminal the guy that jerked his elbow in the capitol or the federal judges that are overseeing cases that they or their families had vested interest in instead of thinking about that think about who should win fat bear week it helps me Subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.